We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. His beginnings were below humble. His birth was less than notable. No one of influence, prestige, or power was in attendance. The barnyard and the manger were not filled with anxious family wringing their hands awaiting the birth of this child. It wasn't filled with paparazzi fighting and jostling for a position for that first picture. There was no famous doctor there to deliver this very significant infant. It was just Mary and Joseph and a few animals in the manger that day. That's why in this room this morning you're not going to see flying angels. Stars won't zip across the rafters. You're going to see wise men coming in from the back on camels or shepherds with their bleeding sheep entering the sanctuary. You see, the birth of Jesus was very simple, unnoticed by most of the world. Less really is more when we consider the birth of our Savior. God didn't send his son to a mansion, but a manger. God didn't send his son as a prince, but as a peasant. God didn't send his son as royalty, but as rejected. There was no room for him in the end. That's why Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, didn't consider robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon the form of a bondservant, come in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and has given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the glory of God, the Father. You see, God became man to identify with you and me. God became man to live as we live, to experience what you and I experience. He became man to understand the joys and the sorrows of humanity. To endure the temptations that you and I also endure. He became man to become the object of scorn and ridicule and misunderstanding. And finally, he became man to be the only acceptable sacrifice for our sins. The prophet Isaiah foretold his coming when he said, For he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. In that one verse, we find everything we need for life and eternity. Everything we need contained in the promised one whose name was Jesus. We find forgiveness, peace, hope, healing, and a future in Jesus Christ. We find all that so that those of us who were not a people can now say we're the people of God. So that those of us who had no future or inheritance can now say we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So those of us who once were discarded and downcast can say, No, I am a holy nation. I am a peculiar people. I am a royal priesthood. So that we can say we were once in darkness, but we have been called into his marvelous light. 
In Luke 1.38, Mary said, after the announcement from the angel that she would bear the Son of God, she said, let it be to me according to your word. And then in Luke 1.46 through 56, we find the passage that we know as Mary's song. She had went to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who had been barren her entire life, and now in her old age, she was with child. We know that Elizabeth would give birth to John the Baptist, the cousin of Jesus, the forerunner of the Christ. And after Mary had made that visit to Elizabeth, she began to, I believe, sing these words. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. He has regarded the lowly estate of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. His mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her house. When I consider the story of Christmas, it's amazing to me that a teenage girl with no formal education, not from a prestigious family or a family of priests or Levites, was able to grasp the mystery of God becoming flesh. She accepted the fact that she would be impregnated by the Holy Spirit and give birth to the Savior of the world. My friend, that whole concept is nothing short of a God thing. Verse 49, read it again and hear it again. He who, has, who, he, he who is mighty has done great things for me. He has filled the hungry with good things. You know, when I read those verses, it reminds me that there is within every one of us a desire to know God, to experience Him, to be used by Him, a desire to be empowered by the supernatural. There is a desire to be touched by the divine. Today, the same God that revealed Himself to Mary long ago desires to reveal Himself to you and me. So can I encourage you to open your mind, open your hearts, receive the Christ, the Son of the living God, That God became man to reach you and I. That's nothing short of amazing. And that, my friend, is the story of Christmas. Everything this morning that you've experienced, everything that you've seen, you've heard, that you've participated in, was for one purpose. And that purpose is to remind us that Jesus Christ is the greatest gift ever offered to mankind. God, in response to man's need, a need we could never meet, a need we could never fill, chose to send his own son to become human flesh, that in human flesh, he who was God would become the answer to man's need. The solution to the problem that plagued humanity since Adam and Eve, the problem we call sin. Jesus came that once and for all, He could die for the ungodly. That once and for all, all of us 
you and me, who've sinned and come short of the glory of God, could find something that would satisfy the ache in our hearts and that what was missing in our life. This Christmas season, I ask you, will you accept the greatest gift that's ever been offered? If someone were to offer you a million dollars this morning, you would climb mountains, you would swim oceans, you would be like the crowds on Black Friday trying to get to it, to make it yours. If someone were to answer every question you've ever had, give you peace in the most difficult times, you would traverse the world for that gift. If someone were to offer you the opportunity to break out of the mundane rulings of life and find yourself royalty, find yourself in a place of great position, power with the Most High God, you would flock to that person and you would beg them to coronate you. Can I tell you this morning that Jesus Christ offers all of that and so much more. He's promised that your past can be forgiven and completely wiped away. He will never remember again those things that you have done. He's promised that when you believe on His name, accept Him in your heart and in your life, when you become His son or His daughter, He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He'll be the best friend you could ever find. He's promised that in that relationship, He'll meet every need that's ever represented in your heart and in your life. I ask you this morning, are you willing to accept the greatest gift that's ever been offered? It doesn't cost a dime. Jesus came and paid the entire price so that you and I could freely receive the forgiveness and the salvation that only comes through the Son of the living God. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. Let me ask you this morning, are you in this room? Could I have a little house light, please? Are you in this room in the place where you need to receive and you want to receive the greatest gift that was ever offered to mankind, the gift of Jesus Christ? And if that's you and that's your desire, right where you said, would you simply lift your hand and say, that's me, Steve. I want Jesus in my life this morning. As I wait just a moment, from the front to the back, yes, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Someone else, as I wait just a moment, you'll slip that hand up and say, I want to receive the greatest gift that was ever offered to mankind, the gift of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Others, you'll join these who've slipped up their hand and say, that's me, my desire, I want Jesus in my life today. As I wait another moment, anyone else? Slip that hand up. I want Jesus in my life today. Yes, sir. Anyone else? Yes, sir. Anyone else? Stand your feet with me across this room. Tom, would you begin to sing it out? Oh, come, let us adore him. Let's begin to worship the king this morning. Let's exalt the risen one today. And as he begins to sing, if you're one of those many who slipped up your hand, I invite you to step out of that seat where you're at. Meet me right down here. We're going to pray together. And the greatest gift ever offered to all of humanity 
becomes yours today. So as Tom sings, would you come from each section, from the risers, hands were raised. Don't wait for someone else. You be the first. You say, I'm going to be the one who accepts that gift this morning. Come right now as he sings. Come as he sings this morning. I want the gift of Jesus Christ in my heart and in my life. Come and join me. Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church, we invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shera Road in Tallahassee, Florida, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. For a worship service where the presence of God has first place, you're invited to Christian Heritage Church. Sunday morning service is at 10.30, Wednesday evening at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For all the latest information, visit our website, chctoday.com.